BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. All right, here we are, hour three of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I am Buck, and Clay and I have a bunch to get to with you here before we uh, send you off what will hopefully be a restful, joyful, relaxing weekend. It is August. Don't ever forget, just because the summer is winding down doesn't mean that you should feel like you shouldn't go all out with your summer plans now. Go on that trip with the fam, have that barbecue with the neighbors, whatever you got in mind. Now is the time. Don't put it off. Don't wait for it. We got lines open 800 282 2882. 800 282 2882. And I mentioned that uh, the story about Democrats trying to bring up, and this will just keep happening January 6th, this time in the context of four Capitol Hill police officers who have committed suicide, and they're saying this is a direct result of January 6th, essentially now trying to make the case that those should be counted as casualties of or fatalities of January 6th without actually having any causality here or, or knowing that that is, in fact, the case. But I just I just saw this, and Clay and I knew we had to jump on it right away. Uh, as a story here, but this is on the Daily Mail right now. Biden's vaccine strong arm. The White House is considering withholding federal funds from institutions, including nursing homes, universities, cruise ships, in a bid to coerce the 90 million eligible who have not gotten the shot to get the shot. Now, Clay, One of my frustrations from the pandemic when I was doing a show 6 to 9 p.m. across the country was that it felt like there was a lockdown divide and conquer reality of things sometimes. Right. So I'd be in New York and I'd be saying, guys, this is crazy what they're doing to us. And I would get people who would write in from mostly Florida, if we're being honest, but other places too, Texas somewhat. And they would say, Buck, you know, we that's that's kind of your problem in New York. And I would say, look, at different points, that was true with regard to specific policies. But one thing that I've tried to tell everybody all along is that this White House wants to wield the power 
to make you get the shot. They're just trying to find the way to do it. And this is now, it had been, let's, they were thinking, let's use the private sector, Clay, to push people, right? The, the private sector became the third party. If they're going to withhold funding from different institutions, how, how is this not a mandate if they actually go with this? A federal well, top-down one. Yeah, they're trying to get under that legal hurdle or get over it, however you want to classify it. I say under because it seems underhanded to me where you're saying, oh, we're not mandating that you get the vaccine. We're just going to make it miserable for your employer or for your job site or wherever you might be to be able to do their job unless they bring down the heavy hand of the boss on you. And this is this is where I think we are, Buck. Let's just talk big picture as we roll into the weekend, right? I was talking earlier, start the show. My kids went into schools, great. Got to shake the hands with the teachers. Got to go into the classrooms. We had an NFL game going on last night. Remember Joe Biden said 70% by July 4th. That was his goal. Well, he missed it by a month, right? 70% of adults, though, now we're sitting just a little bit over a month from July 4th have gotten the COVID vaccine, and it's still not enough. And this is what we talked about with Alex Berenson yesterday. The flaw in the logic here is that they are selling the idea of COVID zero, basically. If 100% of people had the vaccine, COVID would cease to exist. When the reality is, COVID is the flu now. It's going to exist forever. Buck, you saw probably this morning, just like I did, that they're talking about booster shots by the fall. When have you ever gotten a vaccine and within a couple of months needed another booster shot to ensure that that vaccine is going to work? We were talking earlier. You haven't gotten your yearly MMR booster yeah. for the last yeah. uh, 42 years of your life, Clay? Yeah. Wow, you were a risky guy. And so I think they sold us, Buck, on the idea this is measles, this is mumps, this is going to disappear, and it's not going to, and it's going to be a consistent endemic issue for probably the rest of our lives. And that's why getting back to normalcy is such a big part of this importance. Because, Buck, I wish, this is like my argument when it comes to mascot names, and you know that if you change one mascot name, it doesn't end. There's always another demand that's coming. If we were at 100% vaccination rate right now, or 95% or whatever it was, there would still be, if you look at England, if you look at Israel, if you look at countries that are far more vaccinated than us, there would still be a substantial element of COVID in this country. So what is the standard? I wish we could get Joe Biden on and just ask him, hey, what is the standard when you will stop making demands on the American public using COVID as the it's excuse a, it's the same for standard which those for, demands are made. The same standard for everything, which is when they when they you know darn well say so. When the people in charge, as in Biden, Fauciites, the apparatus of control decides, that's when all of a sudden we are supposed. To. And by the way, I just want to be clear: Biden, uh, Clay, you know your your numbers are a little bit off here because according to the Commander in Chief. 350 million Americans <laughs> have been vaccinated. He just said we, that while we're on the air, I think. Right? He's gotten more people vaccinated in America, according to Joe Biden, 
than actually exists. So I just want to note that, you know, he's he thinks he's doing an even better job than Clay's giving him credit for here. But we, we continue to see that if you understand the mentality, if you understand the nature of people who like to control others, of people who believe the state is there to keep them safe and warm, and that coercion in the name of collectivism is always a good thing, nothing that has happened in the case of the COVID lockdowns, nothing that has occurred is surprising. The only thing that surprised me is actually how compliant uh, a large portion of the American people have been up to this point, and I'm not sure we're going to see that change enough, Clay, to get us out of this now, to, to the point maybe before it should be done now. I will say this, Buck. There's been two things that surprise me. One, how much of sheep everybody has been, which is infuriating to both of us and to many of our listeners. Right. I actually was surprised in May, not because I thought it was the wrong decision, but that they did away with the mask requirement. Right. I mean, that was something that was good news. And I was kind of stunned that they did it. But now they've already brought that back. And I don't know now what the standard is, because remember, initially standard was get to 70 percent. We're fine. We won't have to worry. People will continue to get vaccinated as they see fit. And I don't know how we end this now. Right. How do we land the plane? What is the victory moment against COVID? Right. Big picture. What has to occur for the Bidenites out there, to the extent they exist, the Corona bros, as I call them, to acknowledge this is over? Why do right? you call like, them Corona bros? I've never really... Well, in, yeah, what way are they, in what way are they bros? They don't strike well, me. They strike me as the opposite of bros. My, my, when I saw early on, it's a good question. Back in March of last year, in my mentions, when I was actually reading the mentions, there were all of these like Reddit bros rooting, it seemed to me, for coronavirus to spread as widely. Like they bought into the fear porn and all of their if you went and looked at their uh at their entire uh entire like history, it was all sharing and spreading the worst possible fear associated so i just said like they're corona bros rooting for the corona I, but like i just feel would. like these are the these are the opposite of what we think of as bros in our culture you know these are not people that are like yeah you know they're not they're not all pounding white claws on the rooftop somewhere talking about the game clay like this is this is a different a different situation i think corona karens may be a more not yeah, that the it's only they were rooting for basically the coronavirus, right? They wanted it to spread. They were the guys who all said, "You remember what? That nobody talks Wait, about exponential rooting for spread the virus now. to spread." This is a whole what? Oh yeah, there's a whole subset of people I really believe who were rooting for chaos, and they were uh, they were buying into the idea. Remember exponential spread? Remember like when ev- everybody was trying to use the word exponential back in yeah, March of bit, last year? Yeah, yeah, no, I remember. But like, so is Fauci? Is Fauci a Corona bro? Yeah, I would, I would, I would classify Fauci. I mean, as a I just feel like bro. Fauci's the opposite of a bro. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting use of the word bro. But like, he's basically in the Corona is uh, is is going to. It, I mean, it, it sounds like we're talking about a beer commercial when you're talking about Corona Bros. <laughs> like, people are out drinking Coronas. I don't know. It's, it's a different vibe. But I, I get what you're saying. Yes, there are people who have been all along. So um, what? How, how do we land the plane? I mean, do you have an idea? Like, I would love to hear from Fauci himself, honestly, because he's going to change the answer like 15 different times. But 
when is this all like what has to happen to, in order for you, Clay, Dr. Fauci, you, to say you got to have this is over. You got to have at least six months of Fauci going on MSNBC and saying, so we're almost there. Not there yet. Getting closer <laughs> to there. We're like we're in the general vicinity with the diminution of cases where we're approaching a place where credulity could reach such a stage. How quickly? And, and you is, need how that. quickly did you dislike Fauci? By right the way? away, immediately. Right like away. Even back in March, like I early mean, on. When I said right away, it took me about it took me about a month. As soon as he did the mask flip and acted like that was normal, I was like, yes. now we're done. Now, now I know yeah. what we're up against. And it is funny because he did go to my high school, so some people think of notable alumni from it's an all. He all spoke boys at school. Vanderbilt. My he was the he was the commencement speaker, and I liked Fauci for like March. I was willing to roll with him by April. I was getting nervous, but you were you were early oh, on I've, the Fauci is an awful. I've been awful an anti anti Fauci. Well, look, there's so much that you can see all along here. If you just open, I mean, anyone to open their eyes to what I think was very obvious. For one, there has never been one moment in 18 months. Where people who watch CNN and MSNBC saw something Fauci said or did and said and got upset about it. That's unless you're a partisan trying to appeal to a certain mindset. That's just not possible, given how many times there have been reversals, how many times things have been wrong. It's just not feasible. People that, don't even and we're amazing people, Buck. People don't even agree with us all the time. And they listen to we, this show I mean, every day for three hours. Whenever, whenever someone doesn't agree with me, of course, I just say just give it more time. Just listen to more of the Clay and Buck <laughs> show and we'll get you there. We'll come back to some of your calls in a second here. 800-282-2882. I want to remind you all that. Tomorrow is Purple Heart Day, reminder of those who have made tremendous sacrifices for this country, and some have paid the ultimate price in the last 20 years in the war on terror. So we want to tell you about the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. More than 500 miles in a journey through six states over 42 days will occur to honor the 9-11 fallen. It's underway right now. Frank Siller from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation laid a wreath at the Pentagon and started towards Shanksville. Along the route, he's joined by 9-11 families, veterans, first responders, and the foundation's program recipients. Parades are planned in several cities to honor the fallen and the community's local heroes. On the morning of 9-11, Frank retraces his baby brother Stephen's footsteps 20 years later, walking from the tunnel into downtown Manhattan, Clay, to where the towers stood. No doubt. His brother was one of the 343 members of the fire department of the city of New York who died 2,977 people were killed. So many more have died since from 9-11 related illnesses. September 12th, the foundation is reading their names out loud. Another ceremony planned for Veterans Day reads aloud those that were lost in the war on terror. And you right now can help America keep its promise to never forget. Honor heroes by donating $11 a month at T2T.org. Show prep for the rest of the media and general all-round good guys. Still relevant to this very day. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, Friday edition. I hope all of you are set up for spectacular weekends. Encourage you to go back. You can listen to some of the great interviews we've had this week. We had a really good collection of guests, in particular yesterday, Alex Berenson. Um, I keep mentioning it because I do think there's so little real information that you can get out there um, about COVID in an intelligent way for you and your family. And... Certainly, Joe Biden is not the communicator in chief we needed uh, in any way to be involved in data analysis or, frankly, even speaking. Here's Joe Biden saying that he has gotten 350 million Americans, which is, by the way, more people than live in America vaccinated. We have uh, roughly 350 million people vaccinated in the United States and billions around the world. I said well over, what's the number again? I remind myself, 350 million Americans have already been vaccinated. I mean, I mean saying I, it once, Clay, is, but saying it twice? It's it's so uncomfortable. It's one thing to misspeak because anybody out there who's ever been talked about with numbers, but first of all, even on something that significant, I would think that you would not misspeak, right? Because the number of Americans that have been vaccinated is arguably the central focus of your entire administration so far. And you would think that you would see that number and recognize that's more people than live in the United States. So if somebody gave him that number or he jotted it down and he couldn't actually read his own writing, you would think in the back of your head, oh, that can't be right. That's, you know, 20 million-ish 
more people than actually live in the United States, and every person, man, woman, and child, is not eligible to get vaccinated. I mean, again, it is Thanksgiving with an elderly relative, unfortunately, who is slowly losing their ability to communicate like they have historically. That That's what Joe Biden's entire presidency is. And it's unfortunate, and it's amazing to me because we spent so much time in the media, Buck, talking about the 25th Amendment and Donald Trump and whether he had to be removed, and we made him go get a cognitive test to prove that, and then he got the cognitive test, and they didn't believe the doctor who had given him the cognitive test. And nobody's pointing out all of these egregious flaws from Joe Biden every time he speaks. I've actually started to think that Democrats... The same way that they enjoy smashing the double standards that they deploy all the time in our faces now. They don't shy away from them. They're not embarrassed by them. It's, yeah, that's right. We hold you to different standards. What are you going to do about it? That is the prevailing attitude among the left in this country, among the Marxist authoritarians. Uh, On this Joe Biden issue, I also think that they get some degree of glee from this is like payback for being subjected in their minds being subjected to Trump for four years, they're saying, see, we'll even make this babbling, uh, you know, deteriorating clown. Frequently the, incoherent. The, the man, the leader of the free and, world. And, and it's also, you know, what are you going to do about it? We managed to make this happen. And what you're going to you're going to say, have him step aside, because let's be honest. I mean, Kamala taking over for Biden on a, on a policy side. Might be worse, but nobody actually knows, because what does Kamala stand for? It's not clear to me that Kamala stands for much of anything other than her own political career. I mean, it, she sort of goes where the Democrat Party wants her to. So, you know, that's that's a whole other component of this that we're going to have to see going forward, because I speak to Democrats about this sometimes. I asked them, I said, you guys, so Biden, it doesn't matter how much of this deterioration we see. He's not going to he's not going to step aside. They say, no, 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 because it can't be Kamala, but they can't push Kamala aside because that'll look like the Democrat Party is a bunch of frauds on the diversity and inclusion issue, which they are, by the way. But they are totally. But they would look sexist and racist, which is why I believe the only way this resolves. And we didn't spend a lot of time talking about it, Buck. But this week it came out that Kamala Harris is the lowest liked, lowest favorable rating since the 1970s for a VP. Ashley Babbitt's family suing Capitol Police for $10 million. That news story breaking today. We'll get into it with you, what it means in just a second. Trillions of dollars being spent. This is just a reality. We talked to Senator Blackburn about it today. It's going to be more like $5 trillion in this spending bill. Uh, inflation becomes a function of numbers. It's going to happen even more than it already is. That means you're going to have, especially for the money you've saved up and for your retirement, real pressure downward on the dollar to contend with. How can you start to prepare for that reality right now? Real gold and silver. I get my gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group. You can have real gold and silver delivered to your home or have it put in your IRA. It's just a phone call away. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. That's 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-GOLD. Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. All right. 
We are rolling along here on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Buck. Please check out BuckSexton.com, and you can listen to my morning podcast. Quick rundown of the news there before we get rocking here. Also want to say go follow Clay at Clay Travis on Twitter. See his hot takes on sports, politics, and all the rest of it. And uh, we're going to get into, to, to have a little fun toward the end, I promise you, we got we to gotta end with a fun note. There is a an indoor shooting range in Vermont, a state that, surprisingly, at least until pretty recently, I think, had very has very pro-Second Amendment laws for a very, uh, pro-Second Amendment stance for a very uh, blue state. They had their first indoor gun range, and a journo went shooting there. And, I mean, he acts like firing an AR-15 is like throwing Zeus's thunderbolt. It's amazing. You, yeah, we have a written description of that for you. We can talk about that in just a few minutes. Uh, and Clay will have some some happy thoughts to send you off into your weekend. But there's something we, we do need to address here first, uh, another story that's come up in the last 24 hours that has both big political implications and also uh, imminent legal ones that Clay's going to break down for us in a second. But you have... Uh, a, a number of suicides, four so far, that have been uh, from Capitol Hill police officers who were there on January 6th. And immediately the media is saying, the Democrat-aligned media is saying that these are essentially line-of-duty deaths and that this is a direct result of. Uh, the Daily Mail had a piece today by the spokesperson for the National Police Association where she says, quote, We'll never know why the Capitol cops killed themselves. Stop blaming the Trump riot. She says uh, she slams the left for politicizing suicides um, and says cops everywhere are at a mental boiling point after being vilified for years. So I think this is very interesting. And, Clay, I want to get into the Ashley Babbitt uh, lawsuit with you in a second. But first off, it's just amazing to me how cops were... Uh, were spit on, assaulted, attacked, beaten in mob riot situations for months in 2020, blinded intentionally. It was temporary, fortunately, but, I mean, if someone shined a laser in my eyes trying to blind me, I would use extreme force in response to that if I had to. And no no, no stories about any of those officers. There were thousands injured, Clay. Did, yes. one or, did one or two of them end up committing suicide in the last 18 months? No stories about this whatsoever. The Democrat media only cares about cops when they're politically useful. And that's what's so obvious about this. Well, not only that, they own, they have one incident in a entire season of violence that they overlooked that they described as mostly peaceful protest, right? All over the country, there was looting, there was pillaging, there was burning, there was shooting. There were injuries galore for police officers out there who were put into virtually indefensible positions much of the time that they were confronting all these protesters because they couldn't really do anything to protect themselves. The one incident on January 6th, and they won't allow that to disappear, but moreover, the only person who actually died on January 6th as a result of the incident itself inside of the Capitol was Ashley Babbitt, uh, former uh, uh, former uh, uh, the soldier who was shot by a Capitol police officer. We still don't know who the Capitol police officer is, but now her family has filed a wrongful death lawsuit, and there may well be substantially interesting discovery. I mean, remember, we're talking about a entire investigation that is going on into January 6th 
and almost no discussion surrounding Ashley Babbitt. Compare that, for instance, to Charlottesville, where one woman was killed in the Charlottesville protest years ago. That's when Joe Biden claimed that he made the decision to run for president himself uh, with what was going on in Charlottesville. But Ashley Babbitt, we still don't know her full story. So, Buck, her family has filed over a $10 million lawsuit to try to get to the the essence of what happened on that yeah, day. Yeah, Ashley, Ashley Babbitt was an Air Force Air Force veteran. As we know, she was shot in the neck, and, and you can see it on video. So it's one of these police use of force incidents, Capitol Hill police in this case, where it's quite apparent exactly what happened. And it, it does not show the officer giving any warning. It does not show the officer saying, you know, halt or I'll shoot or anything like that. Draws his weapon, shoots an unarmed woman in the neck through a door. Keep in mind, she hadn't even fully breached the door yet. He shot her through the door. We don't know the officer's name, and also we don't even know the use of force justification in this circumstance. Because I just we we talked about Clay, all the different riots across the country, and and I'm actually doing a special tonight on the first TV called the Other Insurrection about all the stuff that happened in 2020, all the political violence and the threat of even more of it if Biden didn't win. I don't think we'd have nearly enough attention uh, paid to that. And if we're really going to have a conversation about stopping political violence, you'd have to include that and start with that, quite honestly. But with Ashley Babbitt, with this lawsuit, I mean, Clay, they're going to tell us. I mean, the discovery side of this is going to mean that they're going to have to, they can't, there's not a national security secrecy component here that I'm aware of, at least. It's not like this is the CIA where they can say classified. Yeah, so for people out there, sort of a layman's analysis here, Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed by the Capitol Police. Her family has filed a civil lawsuit seeking millions of dollars in damages. And just a quick analysis here, civil lawsuit is different than a criminal lawsuit. Criminal lawsuit usually what you are facing is time in jail. It's brought by the state or the federal government. You are the defendant. They are the prosecutor. In a civil lawsuit, you are the plaintiff. That is, you or your family are filing the lawsuit, and they are filing the lawsuit on her behalf, seeking uh, seeking compensation for what they are arguing is an unjust death that she suffered at the hands of the Capitol Police. And so... The way that this will play out is, I would imagine, I don't know her family at all, but a huge part of the reason to file this lawsuit is probably not monetary at all. It's to actually get answers to questions about how she came to die that day. Right. right? Force force the disclosure component. That's right. And so uh, in a court setting, you would get all the information, certainly of the shooter. You would get something simple like, the shooters uh, and meaning the Capitol Police officer who, again, I'm not saying he did anything uh, illegal. Certainly they made the decision that he did not. But the standard of behavior for illegality uh, in a criminal setting is different when it comes to civil liability. It's 50% plus a scintilla as opposed to beyond a reasonable doubt. So what sort of information did he receive from his commanding officers? What sort of threats did he perceive? What um what what was the situation on the ground at the time that he filed uh, fired that gun? All of these things would be examined as a part of the lawsuit, right? And, and to your point about you're not saying that he, the officer, necessarily did anything that violated rules of engagement, broke the law, did anything criminal. You know, we have to be consistent here. We do say that law enforcement officers have 
uh, have escalation and use of force, tactics, techniques, and procedures, and if they stay within them, they are on the right side of the law. It certainly looks to me, although the the adjudication has already technically been made of this, the uh, the courts in D.C., or, or the prosecutor's office, I should say, are not have decided not to bring any kind of charges or even disciplinary measures, but even still, we do have a right to know, okay, what was the specific authorization for use of force in this case? Because if they're going to tell us the reason there were no charges, the public should know this, Clay, right? If yes, they're going to I tell agree. us you the reason... You should know the man's name. The reason there were no charges uh, against the officer or any discipline of any kind is that he he was in fear of his life. Let's just say that's because that's generally for law enforcement officers applicable here, right? You either fear serious bodily harm or death for you or someone else. But then we can look at this and say, really, he was in fear of his life from the unarmed. No one, no one else, had been, you know, was was killed. He was in fear of his life. Then we can have a public conversation about how interesting that that's a fear for life situation. But Antifa head to toe in black gear with you know paramilitary batons and shields. And no, door between, and no door between you and someone else, right? I think that's significant. There is a barrier of some form or fashion. Yes, you're right. All of these officers who, if if we had seen, I think it's a great point uh, by you, if we had seen, let's say, a, uh, a, a D.C. police officer pull out a gun and shoot somebody throwing things at him, right, which happened all the time in D.C. during all these protests, there would have been an immediate demand that charges be brought. Oh, they would have, oh, they would have demanded murder charges right away. Yeah, that's Absol- right. That's absolutely right away. Yeah. And we would have known the name of the officer who fired the gun within probably an hour. Uh, it would have all been public. So sometimes, and again, I, I would say with this Ashley Babbitt-related situation, sometimes the best way to get information, sadly, is to have to file a lawsuit to put people on the record in a court of law in order to get information yeah. you deserve. We, we, we will continue to follow this closely because obviously most of the media doesn't want to spend time on this, and we have not forgotten what happened in any respect that day. Want to get answers all across the board. I want to make sure that they are truthful and they are based in the reality. But we'll come into a, a, a some other some some more lighthearted stuff here in a moment. And like, I really I've been telling Clay I want to talk about this uh, journalist who went shooting. It's pretty fun. But, you know, I, I've done this where you take a bunch of old photos and you put them into your legacy box and then you get back electronic media that you can share, post and have forever. Here's how here's why. Legacy box is an affordable way to have priceless moments from your aging home movies and photos safely stored on a format you can access and share whenever you want. I mean, imagine a lifetime of memories right in your pocket. It's summertime, right? I mean, don't you want to be able to show your kids or your grandkids what you were doing at the lake or the beach or wherever when you were at summer camp? Well, it's so much easier if you use Legacy Box because, Clay, then those old VHS tapes, those those photos that are getting really kind of frayed and, and fading, you can text them, and then people actually have it in digital form. They can enjoy it forever, and you can share it so much more easily. Gee, send it across the country. Yeah, and you know what this does, Buck? A lot of people out there listening to us right now, they have that sort of feeling in the back of your mind where you're like, you know, you're just kind of laying in bed at night and you're thinking, man, I wish I'd taken care of grandma's old photos. I wish I'd grabbed the old slides that my mom and dad had. I wish that I had taken care of all of the memories that we have that aren't preserved digitally and do it once and for all. 
And you can do it as a friend. You can do it as a family member. You can do it for your own kids. Simple. It's easy to do. We've done it. You should do it, too. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Take advantage of this limited offer for 50% off and discover the magic of bringing your past back into view anytime, anywhere. This is an exclusive offer headed into the weekend. I want you to trust me and do this today and end that fear that you're going to lose your memories and your family's cherished past. LegacyBox.com slash Clay to save 50% off. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Half their brains tied behind their backs just to make it fair. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook, Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Welcome to our closing segment here on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck, and uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, you can watch The Other Insurrection, especially put together at the first TV. Check that out, just like what Clay and I were talking about a minute ago there. But this was, Clay, one of my one of my favorite uh, stories here um, that I've read recently. So there's a, a reporter trying to find out what this guy's name is, Kevin McCallum. There's a an indoor gun range in Vermont. I mean, Clay, I, I don't know how many indoor gun ranges I've been to at this point. I mean, I've dozens in different places across the country. But there's an indoor gun range in Vermont for the first time. And a reporter who had never done this before, uh, this is at 7dayvermont.com. I don't know what that news site is. But anyway, he posted this, and it's kind of going viral. This is just great because journalists out there, they like to talk about guns, but a vast, I mean, a sh- stunning number of them know nothing about They've never even held a gun. Never, never held a gun, never fired a gun. They don't care. And they just know it's a loud bang, boom, stick, and it's bad, and it's for the bad people, right? 
So this is what the this is what the guy wrote. While the pistol was manageable, even comfortable to hold and fire, the rifle was a different beast altogether. Everything about it, its weight, tactical scope, and overall lethality was downright intimidating. This is an AR-15, by the way. It's not like he's with This a, is a grown man, by yeah, the way, writing not, this. It's right? not a Barrett 50 cal. He can calm down. Anyway, the fact that the first magazine refused to click into place didn't help either. Did I just break a $3,500 rifle? A fresh magazine worked fine, and I set the target out to 15 yards. When ready, I lined up the target in the crosshairs, pulled the stock onto my shoulder, squeezed the trigger, and ba-boom! It is difficult to describe the impact, physical and personal, Clay, of that first shot. It felt like a meteor had struck the earth in front of me. A deep shockwave coursed through my body, the recoil rippling through my arms and right shoulder with astounding ferocity. Being that close to an explosion of such magnitude, controlled and focused as it was, rattled me. I composed myself and continued to fire round after concussive round. The puffs of acrid gunpowder carried smoke downrange by a powerful ventilation system. My accuracy gradually improved until it became easier to hit the target from the rifle 25 yards out than with the pistol at five. It was exhilarating, but I never got comfortable firing it. I'm not sure what scared me more, the power of that weapon, Clay, or the fact that I could have taken one home that day. Good heavens, man. What's funny about this is, have you looked up the guy who wrote it? No. I, I feel like I could describe the guy who wrote It's a guy, right? Guy wrote this. I mean, I think, I think his name is Kevin. Do you know his name? You might be, uh, I think so. See if we can look, see if you can look him up. We'll look him up after the show. But yep, I feel Kevin. like I know, I feel like I know exactly what Kevin looks like. I, I feel I, like I would, uh, Kevin. I feel like Kevin, I've seen Kevin on MSNBC every day, 15 times a day, forever. <laughs> How stunned would you be if, if if Kevin was a huge Trump guy? Would would your would you would your mind explode if if Kevin was like next week he wrote in the Vermont Daily, man, I really miss Trump. I'm a huge Trump. Like if the same guy who wrote that like shoot a gun it, thing, it would be it would be crossing the streams. I mean, yeah. it would be the, you know the keymaster, right? the keymaster and Gozer together, big problem. Stay puffed, get scorched. A lot of things happening. It would be, it would be, I, I mean, I wish that, that Kevin was like that interesting of a person, but I feel like to your point, it's every MSNBC contributor uh, that is a Northeastern skinny loser dude uh, that they've had on the air forever. I just think it's funny because journalists are so, they hate guns so much as a general rule. It's actually a social signifier in place like Manhattan. You know, yeah. I, I know people that are. They 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 think that they should think less of people who say they like to go shooting. In fact, there are dating apps where you're not even allowed to place uh, if you're skeet shooting, not allowed violence, Clay. If you're an Olympic marksman, not allowed to put that up on certain social uh, social, you know, dating profile kind of things because they think that it's scary because the, the big boom stick Makes the loud noise that the, the bad boomstick that the bad people well like said. the bad people who live in the red places like the big boomstick. I, I I we need to get I, we need to get Kevin on the show to talk about his experience firing. A gun. <laughs> I got him credit. It was well written. I mean, it was. It was I, he's, he's, I mean, he's obviously it, it was Shakespearean. I mean, the guy's a smart. He's a smart guy. I just yeah. He's play, we should take him shooting. We should go hang out with him. He's sometime. a talented writer. I think we I could just, bring him over to the Trump side just because he's obviously smart enough to understand what's going on. So maybe we could bring him over think. to the Clay maybe and even, Buck world. 
maybe even likes data enough to recognize that we all don't need to curl up in the fetal position and run and hide from COVID for another year and a half. That sounds like a plan to me. Make sure you all, if you missed any of the Clay and Buck show, go to clayandbuck.com. Subscribe to the Clay and Buck podcast. It's broken down hour by hour. Also, you can subscribe to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. I do it early in the morning. A quick, quick rundown of the day's events. Clay, have a great weekend, sir. Everybody, we'll talk to you on Monday. Same to y'all. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company. Pure Talk.